What up, bros, and welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan. Nah, I'm Caleb. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we'll be covering some Funko... No, Adventures in Hunting, starting with Funko Focus. Uh, Caleb's got a Marvel pop to talk about. I've got some Star Wars pops that I want to talk about. And it's just going to be a good time. Dude, Adventures in Hunting died. <laughs> well, I'm bringing it back for this one episode. So <laughs> kiss my ass. Shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then after uh, Funko Focus, uh, we'll be uh, moving on to 4K Spotlight. Uh, we got a, a certain film series coming to 4K. So I'm going to talk about that. And then uh, when it comes to uh, Through the Wall, uh, we got an interesting trailer to talk about. Um, it's the adult version of a show that Caleb and I watched when we were kids. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah, uh. <laughs> it made me feel things, but you know, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> um, and then after that, uh, we will be moving on to our All Bros headliner of the evening, uh, which will be our breakdown of the Netflix original film, The Mitchells versus the Machines. Hells yeah! I think Caleb's in love with this movie. I'm just gonna say that right now. Hey, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no hate, no hate, man, no hate. Um, anyway, what do you say we get started? Let's do it. Hey guys, what's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling. The list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. All right, so first up with Funko Focus, uh, Caleb, do you want to start? Uh, yes, I would. Um, so there is a new figure coming out that is like super badass. I still haven't decided whether or not I'm going to get it yet. I I want to, but it's just kind of like a little bit big. It's like just slightly oversized than like a normal pop figure, but this is the Iron Man with his uh, gantry. And so it's a scene from Iron Man 2 when he has his arms spread out and the machines are taking off his suit and everything. And it looks so freaking badass. It really does. And I appreciate that it's from Iron Man 2, um, that they actually made another Iron Man 2 pop because I feel Iron Man 2 does not get enough love. So. It honestly didn't. Like, I feel like there's a decent amount of figures that you could get with that, or out of that movie. Like, no, I agree. Yeah, like Iron Man like, and on, his like race suit. Yeah, War Machine. Because um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've I've loved every iteration of the War Machine armor, but 
the one in Iron Man 2 will always be my favorite. I loved it so much. Yeah, that one looked pretty badass. And it was just like, it was just classic and sleek. Like, ever since, uh, what was it? I want to say Infinity, or no, it was Civil War. Ever since Civil War, like, War Machine's just gotten bulkier and bulkier. And, like, yeah, it kind of tracks with, like, I would actually disagree with you on that. Uh, he was actually bulkier in Iron Man 2 than he was in um, Civil War. Because of, like, the chest, like, yeah, like, the two chest pieces, or, like, arm pieces that he has for his, uh, like, giant Gatling gun, um, made it way more, uh, pop out more. Okay, I'll give you that. But you can't argue that he wasn't bulkier in frickin' Infinity War and... Oh, yeah, no, he was. Endgame, it was just, like, insane. Yeah. But... It's also really, really heavy CGI. Yeah, but I think it worked out. It did, but I, I loved that, like that style, just like how big he was and everything. Ugh, so cool. It no, it was very cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this figure. I hope that there's more that come from Iron Man Two because the only ones that I'm aware of, there was like an Iron Man figure that came out, um, where he like his uh suitcase armor oh yes so he had that he has that that whiplash versus iron man uh oh, yeah. from from that scene and then i want to say there's like one or two more that i remember i think i'd have to look that up oh, like i said iron man 2 doesn't get enough love yeah you know i'm gonna go out here i'm gonna go and say it I think Iron Man 2 is a better sequel than Iron Man 3. I said it. That's Come at me. Come at me, bros. That's Come on. Fair? <laughs> <laughs> I love how you say That's fair? <laughs> oh, shit. What was that? Ah, oh, man, bro. Ouch. Yeah, I just searched up uh, Iron Man pop or Iron Man 2 pop figures. And it, they're very, very few. Oh, shit. Like, I'm getting Iron Man 3, uh, Marvel Studios, like the, or the, uh, the 10 year anniversary one. But no, yeah, no Iron Man 2. At least that I'm seeing. Those were the only two that I knew for sure. Where was that Whiplash and now this um, this figure? But, yeah. That's so crazy. That's insane, because there's, like, a bunch of iconic moments. Like, you could have done Justin Hammer. You could have done Whiplash's, uh, his armored suit. You could have done Tony Stark in his racing gear. You could have done a bunch of shit, but they didn't do... No, it's very true. They really dropped the ball on Iron Man 2. Just a little bit. But, but anyway, the the gantry looks freaking badass. It does. I mean, it kind of sucks that it's a PX exclusive, so you have to go to like a comic book store, or I think FYE sometimes carries those. They do occasionally. Yeah. I just don't know if there's any FYEs where, where I live. Yeah, I mean... 
Hell, man, if you really want to, sh- I could probably find it in FYE out here and I can mail it to you. <laughs> right now, there's like a, a list of other figures that I'm wanting. Okay. And I'm also needing to save up money for lumber because lumber is like crazy expensive nowadays. Oh, shit. So I can build my, my shelves or okay. for my figures. Gotcha. <laughs> so maybe eventually. Maybe eventually down the line, if it's still available, I'll, I'll get it. But right now, it's it's not in the cards. That's understandable. I get that. Yeah. But bitch and figure, if you guys yeah. like it, want to go get it, um, Rose will post a picture of the figures that we're talking about in the. Yes, um, I will. On our Instagram and Twitter. You post them to Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. As far I mean that that's what uh oh shit, what do we use to like post to oh, many buffer? Platforms? Buffer? That's what buffer tells me. All right, Says good. it posted. So Yeah, good. Um Alright, so for my Funko Focus, uh Funko announced a Star Wars Retro Series, which is going to be Target exclusives. And these look freaking awesome. Uh, you got Luke Skywalker, a Stormtrooper, C-3PO, and Darth Vader. Um, I don't really know how to um, what's the word? describe these. Because like, like, I can't wait for you guys to actually see this picture. Because... Especially for like Darth Vader, he looks like like uh, like a sketch of him, but like in pop form. The way that I thought about it was, if you guys are familiar with the blacklight figures, that's kind of the that similar paint job, but not um, like imagine like if someone were to do like a an old style comic book version of these pop figures, like that coloring style. Where some of the blacks are actually blues and and they do like very heavy outlines. That's kind of how I thought about it. Like imagine no. a blacklight figure with normal paint. Like not trying to go with a with a blacklight look. <laughs> That's actually a great way to um say it. Um like honestly, um I might like these a little more than the blacklight figures. I'm really hoping they do something like this with Marvel. Dude, I'm I'm still freaking pissed at with the Blacklight series for what they did to that damn Hulk. Fair, I I I can understand that. I get that. But. Yeah, like let I'm just gonna Google like how much it's going for right now. Okay, someone's trying to sell for three hundred bucks. Holy shit! Yeah. F you. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Okay, one twenty nine. 159. What the hell is wrong with people? Yeah, 199, 250, 270. Yeah, freaking screw you guys. I just wanted to complete my. I just wanted to stay up to date on my Hulk figures, and you guys came and effed me straight in the ass. <laughs> you sons of bitches. Oh, your wording is just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That was just... Oh, that that's was all I wanted. That is Seriously, that is all that I wanted. I just wanted to stay up to date on Hulk figures. And 
<laughs> and of course, Funko found a way to ruin it. So, Funko's just like, psych! Gotcha, bitch! <laughs> they probably heard like the episode where I'm like, oh, I'll buy whatever Funko figure, like whatever new ones come out. And they're just like, <laughs> bet. <laughs> In that case, guys. It's like, challenge accepted. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of scared to see what uh, pops they have for when She-Hulk comes out. Oh my hell! Don't even <laughs> get me started on uh, that one. Do, do, how do you think I'm gonna have to resist? How badly I'm gonna have to resist when they announce the uh, line for Hawkeye? Yeah, that's gonna suck for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so screwed. Dude, speaking of characters that freaking get screwed over, like, there are, like, so, so little uh, Hawkeye figures. Oh, yeah. No, there there really is. There's, like, there what, three? Not, I th- yeah, about that. Like, Funko has never made a classic uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, what Mar- kind of Mar- bullshit Mar- is that? Like, yeah. does Funko just have a hard time thinking Hawkeye's going to be a decent seller? I don't know. Let's face it. A lot of people could give two shits about Hawkeye, unfortunately. Yeah, but people could give two shits. Like, I feel like in other cases, like, some people could give two shits about the Hulk. But it's fair. Like, honestly, it's not even a matter of the figure anymore. It's a matter of the sticker. Whatever sticker you put on this. Yeah, whatever sticker you put on these fig or these boxes is basically telling you exactly how much you're going to make off of it. Yeah. And it's freaking horse shit. No, it's absolutely horse shit. But what can you do? I mean, don't buy them. There you go. Yeah. That's how you boycott the company. Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> Fight it, man. Come on. Fight it. <laughs> freaking wish it could, man. <laughs> Uh, anyway. All right, so oh, sorry, go. No, that that's just me. I'm done bitching about about it. Okay, I mean, I appreciate you bitching about uh, how Hawkeye gets no respect. So you know, I appreciate that. He gets no love. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it really does. Because it's like the figures that you want, or like with any character, I feel there's always going to be that one figure that's just too far out of reach whether it be price exclusivity or any of those other factors like there's no way in hell like i hope like unless funko just completely eats shit there's no way i'm going to be able to to complete a hulk uh collection like no way i'm not going to spend like the thousands of dollars i would need to finish my collection no, nah, I get you, man. I get you. Yeah. So it it sucks. It like it really freaking sucks. It, especially for someone like me that is only collecting them because there's like some sort of sentimental value and Hulk is a sentimental character to me. Yeah. And all the other Marvel characters that I collect, like I love I love collecting their figures too. But it's hard to do that when there's like a big price point put on them. I was about to say, like when it comes to like sentimental uh, uh, collecting uh, with Funko Pops, I was going to say, Oh yeah. You know, like mine's like, 
horror characters, but that might sound like really dark considering I'm saying, oh yeah, I have an emotional connection to serial killers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you might want to be careful about who you say that to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Go say that in therapy, see how that turns out for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, shit. Yeah, you go say that to the therapist. They're going to go buy a new boat. (laughs) (laughs) And I will definitely not tell them about my latest Etsy purchase then. Because that would just like make it worse. What'd you buy on Etsy? Uh, it's not weird. It's like it's like you know, you know how like (laughs) dude, you know it's going to be good when you start off. It's not weird, but (laughs) (laughs) okay. So you know how like someone will say like, oh, you know, like. Oh, like, no one else has that in your collection, or, like, in their collection. It's, like, so unique. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of want something like that, that people just be like, why the hell do you have that? Are you okay, Jonathan? Okay, Rose, (laughs) quit avoiding the question. What did you buy? (laughs) I bought, um, uh, the two business cards of John Wayne Gacy. Are you shitting me? (laughs) (laughs) One is his actual like uh like contracting company, uh so PDM contractors, and then the other was his um what was it? Like his democratic uh card for like when he was part of the JCs and shit like that. <laughs> he was part of... <laughs> what, the... <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? I mean, where do you want to start? <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude, I have n- I honestly had no idea what I thought you were going to say, but I knew damn well it wasn't going to be that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? I told you it was help. weird. <laughs> well, you got me there. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, good uh, hell. So, yeah. Gosh, I cannot wait for the comments to come in <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> I'm just going to get like, well, like Jonathan's psychotic. We all know it now. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm just going to get notifications in, on my phone. Not even going to check my phone. And I'm going to know exactly what the comments say. It's like, hey, you might want to like really check up on Rose, Caleb. Like, please make sure that he is okay. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right, before people think I'm weirder than I already am, um, it's probably I don't too think late for that's that. possible anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah. Honestly, I think out of all 173 episodes that we've done of this podcast, plus bonus episodes, I think this is peak peak insanity for for you <laughs> how should i take that take that however you would like okay <laughs> i promise i'm not psycho guys i promise it's says just the cool... guy that just bought a serial killer's business card it's a cool collect it's really not cool it's um, not even the collector's item it's from etsy true that's just a weird thing to buy. 
I'd like to support, you know, like it's, uh, uh, you might want to, you I might like, want to cut that one off. <laughs> what? No, not that. I meant small businesses. You asshole. Hey, just wanted to make sure that, yeah, that would not have been the weirdest thing that you said. If you went the route that I thought you were going to. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to move on before people think I'm more psychotic than I already am. Anyway, what? so four kids, <laughs> what? <laughs> then you already are? Gross, you not, don't know about. You're not making this better for yourself. I know I'm not. Like, <laughs> You know, I think I'm just going to shut up for the rest of the episode. Caleb, you got this, right? <laughs> anyway, let's get out of this hole that you dug us in. <laughs> All right, 4K Spotlight. So, uh, the uh, film series uh, coming to 4K this week is the four-movie collection of Indiana Jones. I feel most people would want to say it's a three-movie collection. It is I'm a sure three-movie collection. Yeah, a lot of pe- lot of us want to forget about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Um, but dude, are anyway, they still doing? Are, like, this is a total side note. Are they still doing on doing? Are they still planning on doing a fifth one? Yeah, actually, I think it starts filming next week. Does it really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, so. sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, how dare you, you asshole! <laughs> Um, so with this 4K release, um, it's a little different than what I've seen with previous 4K uh, re-releases. Um, it's only going to be the 4K discs plus a digital. There's no Blu-ray included, which F you. This is some bullshit. Because I was totally going to buy the Steelbook set from Best Buy because it's freaking cool. But, oh wait, it's a metal pack? Okay, never mind. I'm actually glad I didn't. I don't like metal packs. Steel books are better. Uh, but anyway, so uh, yeah, it, it only comes with the 4K, the 4K disc, and the digital. Yes, I know, Jonathan. You could just go buy a 4K player. Well, I'm waiting on um, PS5s to actually come back in stock and like get on a good price before I can before I actually buy a 4K player. I don't know. I, I feel I don't need a 4K player yet, considering that most movies that you buy come with a Blu-ray still. It's very rare that movies just come with 4K and digital. It's always 4K plus Blu-ray plus digital. Um, so, to who's the company behind Indiana Jones? Uh, Paramount Pictures. Screw you guys for only doing the 4K disc and digital. Freaking assholes. <laughs> so, if you guys want it. Like I said, there's a metal pack uh, collection at Best Buy. I'm pretty sure it's still available because nobody wants this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Freaking throwing shade. I know, right? Well, F Paramount. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's really the biggest release. Uh, no actual, like, new, new releases. Um, but... You know, everyone loves Indiana Jones, right? I feel like most people do. 
don't know. I've I think never the biggest seen... one. It's just that fourth one that people don't love. See, I've actually never seen the fourth one. I've seen the th- uh, first three, but um, I haven't seen Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's weird. It's a weird I mean, movie. I've been told by many you can just totally skip over it, and I'm like, okay. I yeah, can do that. It's it's an odd one. It's it's yeah. It's it's weird. And there's just so much <laughs> of, like I think you could probably get away with watching the cinema sins on it. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, and you'd be fine. Like it covers enough of like the main material to to get you past it. Like if you're just curious about the movie. But Okay. I don't think it's worth a watch. And I, I don't say that very often about movies. Shit. That's tr- that's a very good point. Yeah, Caleb hardly ever says that. Yeah. Well. Shit. Well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, that's really all I got for uh, 4K Spotlight. That's really the biggest thing coming out. Um, so, moving on to this week uh through the wall which basically this week's sneak peeks um we got our first trailer for the iCarly reboot coming to Paramount Plus this month actually um and basically the way that they've described this is this is um if you watched iCarly as a child this is for you as an adult and that is very clear <laughs> in this trailer Oh my gosh! Is they it said ever? a bad word. They, they did said, say bad "damn," <laughs> and they drank beer. Yeah. What is this world, <laughs> dude? I I don't know how this is gonna work. <laughs> I don't either. Um, but I'll bet you bet your ass I'll be watching this the first weekend it comes out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, are you? <laughs> Has there been any other show that has done this? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, like, the only thing that I can think of, like, comparable to this is that video that Bill Nye released about global warming. Have you Mm. seen that? I haven't, actually. Oh, it is freaking hilarious. And he, so he's talking about global warming and he lights this globe on fire and he's just like, this is what's going to happen if we don't clean up our effing act. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like, yeah, all this, like the, the cute fun shit I used to do with you or do with you guys as kids. It was fun back then. Not now. The world's freaking effed, man. And (laughs) and like, just, just going off like that. And it was just like a short little video, but it was just absolutely hilarious so this is going to be the first show that went that has traveled with the audience that it was intended for yeah for what was it 2012 is when it ended i think so that sounds right yeah so oh my like this is going to be insane this this is going to be a a pinnacle moment for oh, yeah. for everyone. I think there's going to be so many people watching to see how well iCarly does on this no, reboot, it's... on this reboot for adults, 
just to see if there is any possibility that they could reboot old children's TV shows on and see if people would actually still watch them. You know what one I would have loved to see, even though, and I don't think it could happen just because of what's going on with Drake Bell right now. I would love to see an adult version of Drake and Josh. Yeah, that'd be a tough sell. <laughs> um, do you know, um, you saw Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, right? As a oh, kid? absolutely, yeah. Hell yeah. So Devin Werkheiser, uh, who played uh, Ned, um, when they announced iCarly, he's just like, hey, you know, like we could totally do one to where, uh, you know, it's Ned, Mose, and Cookie in college, uh, you know, like going through uh, the difficulties of adulting, uh, you know, trying to start a family, you know, stuff like that, you know, like make it like an adult version of Ned's Declassified. And Nickelodeon turned it down. What? Why? That's some bullshit. That's. Hey, you know this thing everyone needs? <laughs> well, you ain't getting it. Dude, uh, I I bet they'll change their tune if I I Carly does well. I hope so because I would love to see those three back again. That'd be awesome. I, Even though I, I think they're a little past college age. <laughs> yeah, but still, like, aren't a few of them well, parents? <laughs> yeah, but anyone can go to college at any age, so it's it would okay. still work. Fair enough. I'd be I'd be so down, dude. Yeah, I, this this show this is gonna be the show that dictates that. Yeah. And um I know uh, they said that um with Jeanette McCurdy, if she ever does want to they're going to address where she where she is in the first episode or two. Um but they have said if she ever does want to join, uh the door will always be open. That's good. Huh. I I don't know what I want from this series. At least in in ways of have they said how many episodes there's going to be? Uh, I don't think they have. Here, I'll double check. Like, is this going to be like a limited series, like one of the Disney Plus shows, where it's only like six to eight episodes, or is this going to be like a full season? I'm assuming it's a full season. I ho- I hope it's a full season. That would that would feel really good. But I I would understand if it wasn't. <laughs> like I'm wondering, even with them being like half an hour long, like I would like to see maybe them or Nick or whoever the hell owns this, because <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. it's not Nick anymore. Um, I would love to see them do maybe pay for like a half season or even a quarter season, see how it does and then order the rest of the season if it does well. Um so it doesn't say exactly how many episodes they're going to be. It just says the first 3 episodes are scheduled to be released on June 17th with subsequent episodes being released weekly. Okay, 3 episodes isn't that bad. Yeah, that's actually freaking awesome that they're releasing that many right up front. Yeah, and dude, and with how hard they're hitting the marketing, because I've seen ads upon ads for this. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I've seen like multiple ads for Rugrats, and I've seen a shit ton of ads for iCarly. With how hard that this is hitting, if they don't have a spike in, um, subscribers. Yeah, and subscribers, I would be shocked. I would too, because yeah, I feel like they are like seriously banking on this. Like this has to do well. Yeah, I'm hoping it does because it, if this does well, 
there's going to be other shows that come back. That's true. So, I am super freaking excited. And Yeah, I, I didn't think I was going to be as excited as I am, but... Honestly, yeah, I wasn't even silly. that excited until they cussed. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was just watching it. I'm just like, oh, great. Like, it's going to be more of this, like, cheesy shit. And then Spencer was like, damn it. And I'm like, <gasps> did he just say a naughty word? <laughs> it's like, no. You're ruining my child. Can we talk about how Neville... So, Neville's coming back, but... Unfortunately, Gibby's not. Is he not? I don't... From the looks of it, I guess not. I don't know what happened has happened with that. The only one I've heard um, is with, like, Jeanette McCurdy. I mean, the biggest... Re- have you heard, like, what happened with her? I thought she just quit acting. So, she quit acting, and also, um, like, she had a hor- She had just a horrible experience um, with, like, Nickelodeon on iCarly. Especially, um... What's what's the uh the guy that created our iCarly? Um, shit, was it like Dan something? Dan Harmon? No, it's not Dan Harmon. Uh, here, let me check really quick because guy is a creep. Like dead serious. Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider. Because he so he created like iCarly, Drake and Josh. Um, what else has he created? I mean, I feel those are, like, the biggest things. But, like, um, yeah, from what I've read, um, like, I think both Miranda Cosgrove and Jeanette McCurdy, like, always felt, like, like, uh, like, kind of super awkward around him. Like, there's, like, a part, like, behind the scenes, I think it was, like, the last day filming iCarly, and he goes and wraps his hand around um, Miranda Cosgrove, and you can, like, see she's just like, yay, okay. You could tell she is uncomfortable as hell. Ugh. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, so. Well, obviously, I don't think she would come back to this if he was involved. Is he? I I don't think he is. I hope not. I hope so too because guy is guy freak creeps me out. <laughs> yeah, okay. like it would be totally understandable why Jeanette McCurdy wouldn't come back, but I hope in some way shape or form if she do- when she does see this and maybe she gets in contact with the the cast and starts hearing if it's like a very different experience or whatever. Yeah. Like, I hope that she will at least make a cameo or something. No, I hope so too, because I am, it's going to be so weird not having Sam on it. Yeah. And honestly, I think, the, uh, the guy who plays Gibby, I think we're, I have a feeling we're going to see him. Because he's in the uh, the Goldbergs. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, shit. So, I don't think he, he's... And, like, everyone else, like, there's a... You know that YouTube series, Smosh? Yes, I do. Okay, do you know the, the freaking buff blonde dude? Uh, no. 
Do I do I just look up Smosh, big blonde, big blonde buff dude? I mean, he's not like chiseled or anything, but that's I I forget what his real name is, but yeah, he's in the Goldbergs too, and they still let him do uh, Smosh. Okay. So I I feel like ABC and ABC does doesn't ABC wait is that more closely related to Disney or is that more closer with uh no ABC is Disney is Disney okay okay maybe I might be wrong then but the um I feel like they they're pretty lenient on what they're allowed to do I so now that I know that that's part of Disney. That does kind of make me question whether or not that they would let the uh, the Gibby actor go on for this thing that's okay. not Disney. Okay, fair. But hopefully, I hope he's in it. I would love to see him in yeah, it. Yeah, you and me both. But anyway, um, excitement level, 1 out of 10 for this. Mm, I'd say about an 8. Or maybe a little bit lower. I'm like... I'll say a seven. Okay. Nice. Um, I'm excited, but this wasn't one of my favorite Nick shows growing up. But, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it. Same here, but I still enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. And I love that Freddie's mom is back. That makes me so happy. Oh my gosh, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's all we got for Through the Wall. Caleb, what do you say we move on to this week's All Bros headliner? Let's do it. All right, so for this week's All Bros headliner... Uh, we are going to be breaking down the Netflix original film, uh, The Mitchells vs. The Machines, which is a Sony animated film. Um, Caleb, do you want to tell everybody how we break down movies on this podcast? What the ever-living hell was that? I have no idea. Yeah, really let's don't. not do that ever again. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> Um, yeah, but first, we actually did post the question of the week this, this time. Hey, hey, it's about yeah, damn time. We got time. one response from the homie Kaz, uh, at casual520 on Twitter. Um, but the question that we asked was, just tell us the story of your favorite road trip. And he s- responded and said, Oahu, Hawaii. 13 of us flew out, piled into our timeshare next to where they filmed The Wrong Missy, went to Kualoa Ranch, Google it seriously, Waikiki Beach, the swap meet in Honolulu, ate mad scrimps shrimp and moco loco, went snorkeling, diving, or snorkeling, diving mask, and smoked mad blunts on the beach. All right. <laughs> Decent. I like it. 
Oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. So I I, <laughs> I copy and pasted his res- like I try and copy and paste all the responses onto uh, like a sticky note for me to yeah. read, and it's uh, like super easy. And I was wondering like why he was like scrimps shrimp and then snorkeling, and it's his diving mask after. I'm like, what the hell? And then I remember he was using emojis. <laughs> and then when I got to the end, it's just like smiling. It's it seriously says and smoked mad blunts on the beach, smiling face with sunglasses. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> Let's give a round of applause to Caleb. For catching on to his mistake. Yeah. A little too late. But, dude, that sounds like a kick-ass road trip. That does. Especially with 13 people. Yeah. like That'd be so much fun. Dude, honestly, now thinking about it, the only road trip I've ever been on was when we road tripped to Georgia. (laughs) Yeah. That's legit the only road trip I've ever been on. Yeah, we need to do more of that. We do. I agree. Dude, hell, if Georgia wasn't like a 30-hour um th- uh 30-hour um drive, I would totally just uh drive there. Like screw flying. <laughs> well, it's not it's not actually that long. The only reason it was that long was because it was um uh we I was trying to stop in Oklahoma. Otherwise, uh, it would have taken us through Colorado and kind of down a ways. Oh, okay. So it would have been, it probably would have been two days instead of three. Good to know. Good yeah. to know. So, but I just, so I googled uh, Kualoa Ranch, and have you, are you familiar with that that set, or the ranch? I am not. So that's where they shot Jurassic Park. No shit? Yeah. Like, I just Googled it, and it's just a bunch of pictures of uh, a ranch tour for Jurassic Park. Oh, that's bitching. Yeah. And apparently they have, at least in this picture that I'm seeing, they have this place called Jurassic Valley. Or it's correct. Jurassic Valley Kualoa Ranch, and, and they have an ATV tour, and they have dinosaur bones. Huh. Yeah, like, obviously I'm assuming that they're fake, but I mean, they have, like, dinosaur bones that you can go see. That's bitchin'. Right? So freaking cool. Damn, that is super cool. <sighs> that is freaking badass. That is so bad that I I love hearing about trips like that because I like I feel like the big trips that you hear are like um like Hawaii or Vegas or trips like that and it's just like I one of these times we're going to but we're gonna have like just a crazy dudes trip doing something like that I'm absolutely down yeah we just need more friends <laughs> yeah. Like, I I even think... Okay, well, let's think about this. Who could we get to go on this trip with us? On on a trip like this with us? I mean, we could right. definitely get Vic. I don't think he'd I'd be a my, hard uh, sell. <laughs> I'd get my uh, good buddy and co-worker, JC. I'm sure he'd be down. Hell yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Am I close enough with anyone else? <laughs> Honestly, I have uh, like a couple of former coworkers that that might be down. Maybe I I there's also a little part of me that thinks maybe I thought we were closer than <laughs> than they thought we were. <laughs> but yeah, fair. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna like I'm I, I think I'm gonna try and attempt and ha- have I'll, like get them to hang out one weekend okay. just to see what the vibe is. <laughs> and if it turns into like awkward, oh, we used to work together, then I'll know that. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I thought this relationship was a little bit more. <laughs> it's like, well, we tried. Yeah, but gosh, like that trip sounds insane, dude. It does. Like, I don't even know what Moco Loco is. I'm going to I'm going to Google that real quick. You know, when he said that, when you said that, I don't know why. But have you ever seen Sunny with a Chance? So, uh, yes. Remember Tawny, the blonde one? Yeah, I had a crush on Tawny. I mean, I think we all did. Um, <laughs> but I remember her uh, lip gloss. Remember Moco Coco? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, that popped right in my head. I'm like, oh, goodness. Okay, this looks freaking delicious. So, I, I, so, it, I, so it's he pulled up as Loco Moco, but he put Moco Loco, so I'm, I'm assuming it's the same thing. But it is white rice topped with a hamburger patty, a fried egg, and brown gravy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that right? sounds like heaven. Yeah, that sounds lovely. <laughs> oh gosh. my goodness. Freaking jealous, man. Yeah, dude, like, for real, though. Yeah, definitely want to go do that one day. Anyway, I, I also know that I'm going to try and attempt and make Mocha Loco. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so thank you, Kaz, for answering our question of the week and giving us some thank you. killer ideas <laughs> for, <laughs> for our crazy bros trip that we'll have one day. But yeah, Ugh. I'm 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 like drooling a little bit, like no joke. <laughs> like Shit. it looks so good. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. getting to getting to our headliner before I freaking drown myself on accident. I thought you were gonna say before I make myself look any weirder. I'm like, no, I think I already got that covered this episode, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually grade to come to a final all bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal grade at the very end. So, if you have not seen The Mitchells vs. The Machines, it is on Netflix. Go check it out. Very much worth the watch. And Rose is about to spoil the entire freaking movie by reading the synopsis. So, with that, 
let's get into the the synopsis. All right, so Katie Mitchell is a quirky and aspiring filmmaker in Kentwood, Michigan, who often clashes with her nature-obsessed and technophobic father, Rick, and has recently been accepted into film school in California. The evening before Katie leaves, Rick accidentally breaks her laptop after a fight between them over one of Katie's previous short films, leading the family to fear their relationship will forever be strained. To try to prevent this, Rick decides to cancel Katie's flight and instead take her, her mother Linda, younger brother Aaron, and family dog Monchi, Monchi, sorry, on a cross-country road trip to her college as one last bonding experience. Meanwhile, technology entrepreneur Mark Bowman declares his highly intelligent AI pal obsolete as he unveils a new line of home robots in her place. In revenge, Pal takes over Mark's company and orders all the robots to capture humans worldwide and launch them into space. The Mitchells manage to avoid capture at a roadstop road cafe in Kansas. Rick decides that his family should stay put in the cafe for their own safety, but Katie coerces him to help save the world instead. They bond with two defective robots that try to capture them, Eric and Debrabot 5000, who tell the family that they can use a kill code to shut down Pal and all the robots. The Mitchells uh, make it to a mall in Colorado to upload the kill code, but Pal orders all the Pal chip-enabled appliances to stop them. Katie tries to upload the kill code, but is stopped when a giant Furby pursues the family. They ultimately trap and defeat the Furby, destroying a PAL router in the process, which disables the hostile horde of devices. However, this also stops the kill code from uploading. On the way to Silicon Valley to upload the kill code directly to PAL, Linda reveals to Katie that she and Rick had originally lived in a cabin in the mountains years ago, as it was his lifelong dream before he gave up on it. Upon arriving in Silicon Valley, the Mitchells disguise themselves as robots and head to Pal Labs HQ to shut it down, but Pal manipulates them by revealing surveillance footage from the cafe of Katie telling Aaron in secret that she was pretending to have faith in Rick so that he would take them to upload the kill code. The Mitchells fail to reach Pal's lair, and Rick and Linda are captured by Pal's stronger and smarter robots, dubbed Pal Max Prime. Pal then reprograms Eric and Debrabot into obeying her, while Katie, Aaron, and Monchi, damn it, escape the headquarters and hide from the robots. Katie discovers Rick's recordings of her childhood on her camera, realizing that Rick gave up on his lifelong dream to care for his daughter. In the meantime, Rick realizes the error of his ways after seeing one of Katie's videos. Reinvigorated, Katie and Aaron infiltrate Pal Labs HQ again, this time using Monchi to malfunction the robots as his appearance causes an error in their programming. With help from Mark, Rick and Linda free themselves and plan to upload a home movie of Katie's with Monchi in it to short-circuit the robots. However, Rick is outnumbered by the robots when he is about to upload the video, and Katie and Aaron are eventually captured. Facing Pal to justify saving humanity, Katie explains that no matter how hard her family struggles, they will always stay connected despite how different they are. Pal rejects this reasoning and cautiously, wait, wait, callously, I don't even know this word, Um, drops C-A-L-L-O-U-S-L-Y, callously. Wow, okay. I'm sorry. Callously. Reading with Rose, everyone. Shut up. (laughs) 
callously drops Katie from her lair. Eric and Deborah having been inspired by Rick's reprogramming himself that allowed him to use a computer, revert to their malfunctioning states and upload Katie's home movie, saving her and helping the rest of the Mitchells. The family bands together to fight the rest of the improved robots, with Linda leading the charge and destroying dozens. Katie eventually finds and destroys Pal by dropping her into a glass of water, freeing all the humans and disabling all the robots except for Eric and Deborahbot. A few months after the, the uprising, Katie and her family arrive at her college as she shares one last heartfelt goodbye with them before beginning her school life. She later joins them on another road trip with Eric and Deborahbot to Washington, D.C. to accept the Congressional Medal of Honor. Hell yeah. Uh, this was such a good movie. <laughs> it honestly was. This is. I love how much this fi- movie focuses on how, um, even though you know families aren't exactly the same, you know, like you may not always get along. You don't have to agree on everything, but at the end of the day, you still do really love each other. Um, and I love that. Like the message isn't like freaking like drilled into your head. But throughout the movie, it is so well um, established, and by the end, you you like really believe that even though this family has their differences and their problems, they truly are like a close family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, gosh, and I know that I say this any time that there is like a movie with like a dad and a daughter. The scenes between Rick and Katie made me like tear up <laughs> like so so freaking often like when uh when she was watching the footage of him giving up this log cabin that he he built with his own two hands and giving up this like the opportunity to live in this cabin that he built and giving all that doing blah, blah, blah. I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot giving that up for her so she can live a relatively normal life. Like, I, like, that just hit home for me because I'm like, I would do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> like, yeah, it would suck, yeah, but, like, I, uh, like, I don't, like, if that's a sacrifice that I'd be willing to make. And it's not even like, I wouldn't even really consider it a sacrifice in a way. It's just like, this is what I got to do to make sure my daughter has everything that she needs. And yeah, so I I just, that just really hit home for me. And it made me, gave me the warm fuzzies. (laughs) (laughs) But story-wise, they did a pretty decent job. At sharing the story. So this ended up getting an 89 from us. Pretty solid. Like, I mean, I feel um, when it comes to like Sony animated films, they're they're kind of like hit and miss. I feel this is definitely a home run for them. Um, If I had to like think of like some misses, kind of looking at you, Hotel Transylvania, probably two and three. I don't know about the fourth one. Um, I liked the first one a lot. Second one kind of sucked. Um, but 
I don't, I I just think it's funny that like they'll they'll like go from this and Spider Man into the Spider Verse to you know movies like that, or technically the Smurfs counts as one of those as well. Yeah. Um, but this was brought to us by the same people that did the Spider Man into the Spider Verse and the Lego Movie. Yeah, that's true. Okay, in your opinion, um, uh, like, do, do you feel that the uh, is does the Lego Movie still hold up to you as much as it did when we were younger, or do you think it's a little um, what's the word? Not over exaggerated, but like, uh, like people uh, like still hype it up too much. Like they say, like, oh, it's like one of the best animated films ever made. I wouldn't say that, but okay. they there. What's what was so good about those about that movie in particular, and with Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, like for for Into the Spider Verse, they told a killer story. But True. they also had like an amazing animated style that they that they used that I don't think was that we've seen before. At least no, not as this far exact as I know, way. I've never seen that type of animation ever. Yeah, and then it, Lego Movie was kind of the same thing. Like any other Lego f- movies that we've gotten before this, they were all animated and you can tell that they were animated this looked like they were actual legos okay good point and that was something that hey we've never seen before yeah and i'll say this though oh sorry no i was just saying like i don't think i think now that we've gotten a few more movies like that I think there are definitely better Lego movies. Um, but I think that um, for the time period and that with how new the that animation style was, even though it isn't it isn't something that's like was completely unheard of, like animating with Legos. That's true. Um but just the the massive scale that they did it in, um, that was new to us, and yeah, I really appreciated that. So I I think I what with what I hold in in high regard with the Lego Movie is that what it was for its time. But looking back on it, no, I don't think the story and all that was that great. See, I absolutely agree with you. Like, if I had to, like, sorry, getting them, like, off Mitchell's uh, versus the machine, sorry. But, like, if I had to choose, like, a Lego game game movie that I feel, like, still holds up to me as, like, I enjoy it as much now as I did when I first saw it, it would be the Lego Batman movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But getting into this, this 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 movie, their their animation style was more closely resembled to Into the Spider Verse. Yes, um, exaggerated features. It was a lot more exaggerated, but like the animation 
style was the same. Yeah, like um, especially with the the dad's glasses, like for how big they were, it literally looked like uh, the brim of them were like going to touch his uh, mustache. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just like, how could you deal with that big of glasses? I've tried it, and I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this this was a... So, getting back into the story. I think they told, like, a a really solid story. It was... It had a simple premise... But the way that they went about it was so much freaking fun. It was. It really was. And they did like kind of what they did in, into the Spider-Verse a little bit where that you were expecting these big moments. But it just ended up being like silly in a way. Like with um, with Miles getting bit by the spider, you were expecting like a big crazy... Uh, montage of his DNA changing and just craziness and whatever, and then he just like slaps the spider away. That was fantastic. And in this, it was the same thing. Um, the pal, the 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 phone that like took over the the world with her robots or whatever. Um, she gets thrown from the building and lands in a cup of water. <laughs> I'll give him. I'll give him this. Um, when I like first read the synopsis for this movie, the whole idea of like, oh, you know, like an AI robot or an AI system decides to go against humanity and causes, you know, an uproar and they uh, vow to destroy humanity. I'm like, yeah, okay. I haven't heard that one before. Like, do you really need to do that in a family movie that like is really just trying to focus on like a family trying to stay connected and understand each other, but as the movie went on, like I got on board like very fast. Yeah. So, and it was so funny, like the way that so it was like that the final the final battle. It was just her getting thrown into a cup of water, and it's just like a little splash, like that was it. And then oh, so in a moment funny. that you feel could have been like super easy, like when the uh, when Rick was supposed to, <laughs> was trying to post uh the dog cop video onto all the screens and he's just like freaking out because he has to open youtube and search dog cop and all this other stuff and he's just losing his mind and then he changes the settings to spanish and then he like and just how insane that is it was just (laughs) so much freaking fun it really was like they did so good at just capturing your attention and making these things like there was nothing in this that felt like it went on too long nothing that felt like it was too short like it was just so well done no i absolutely agree yeah the the issues that i did have story wise were maybe with the um just the cliche, like the clicheness of an AI taking over humanity. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel for the most part they do make it work. Yeah, they, I think they definitely do. But I think that those, that was my biggest issue out of everything. No, um, that's fair. Other than that, I think they did a, a fantastic job at keeping the audience engaged and just having an overall good time. 
Yes, I absolutely agree. Um, so, yeah. So, like I said, this ended up getting a, an 89 uh, between the two of us. Um, let's move on over to writing. This also scored an 89. Hey. This was a highlight for me. I loved the writing in this. <laughs> the writing for the brother was amazing. The uh like every line that he had between uh the the neighbor's daughter and just how um like you could tell like he likes her so much, but then like all of a sudden he'd like sob like, No, I hate you. Don't come over to my house. I hate dinosaurs and would just like freaking like book it out uh book it the other way or like towards the end like he freaking like jumps through a window he's just like sorry force a habit um <laughs> freaking loved that shit that was hilarious oh my gosh so freaking good and ah uh, i loved his like the moment when when linda like started going crazy on all the freaking robots and she and he he what was his name aaron aaron is strapped to her back and you just see her like kicking ass and then she like approaches katie and rick and then he like pops up from behind her and he's like mom's scary now (laughs) (laughs) freaking love that and just those like those little lines were just so much so much fun (laughs) um i'm trying to think of another one but yeah like aaron was honestly one of my my favorite characters in this no he he was great i mean I, i'm assuming you um enjoyed the writing between these two as well but i i loved it uh the the situations that they put uh katie and rick in um like deal uh like rick trying to deal with uh his uh daughter's um likes and dislikes he doesn't feel how like the writing of how he doesn't uh feel um, that she could really take this uh, filmmaking anywhere, and that just like hurt deep. Like, damn, bro. Like, yeah, damn. that that was the, rough. the writing between the writing between their conflicts to their um, agreeing with each other to their celebration. Super, super strong writing. Yeah, and then once they got that understanding for each other, like that, ah, oh, just. That, that connection that they that they have it's just it felt so good and so earned too like oh, yeah, i feel absolutely. like they handled the resolution between the two of them so elegantly mm-hmm. it, it was over time that they started to understand each other and yeah just it wasn't so quick it wasn't in the last half hour of the movie like i feel some things do and it wasn't so forced like it's like oh i understand like it was throughout like they stretched this over a long period of time and that i feel contributed to why i gave the character development score so high like me personally actually we did we both gave it pretty high but yeah, like that's what I really appreciated that they stretched all of this out over a long period of time rather than trying to cram it in last minute and half ass yes. it. Yeah, absolutely. 
So, so good. Um, so the there's actually two people. So Michael Rianda and Jeff Rowe were the writers, and then Alex Hirsch was a story consultant. So Michael Rianda was actually the director as well. So this was directed by Michael Rianda and Jeff Rowe. So they d- wrote and directed this. And Michael Rianda actually also voiced Aaron. That's amazing. Yeah, he did so much. <laughs> Damn. But, he, oh, like, kudos to your writing. Everything's felt so fluid. It, there was... Maybe, like, I can't even, like, think of them off the top of my head. But maybe just, like, a couple things that maybe were a little bit wasted. Like, I think the uh, the dog licking Rick may have gone yeah, on a little got, long. Yeah, that got old. Not gonna lie. Yeah, like, it, it was... It got old, and then I think that kind of pulled away from how funny it was at the end. I still laughed, but... Yeah. I think they could have gotten away with when it first happened. Yeah, comedy comes in threes. Do it three times, and 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 knock it off. Yes, and then like and then you can do it at the the end, and then that's that that's that punch that you need to to make that joke just stand out. And I think how many times did they do it? Like nine, ten. It seems that many. It it took a while, so I think that's what pulled away the most from the writing score for me. But no, everything else was, was just oh so good. <laughs> yeah, so writing, like I said, gay or we gave it an eighty nine. Uh, moving on over to acting, acting actually scored a ninety one. Acting was so solid in this movie. It was um, so good. So we had Abby Jacobson who voiced Katie. Danny McBride, who voiced Rick. Maya Rudolph, who voiced Linda, the mom. And then Michael Rianda, who voiced Aaron. And then I also threw in, just as a bonus, um, Fred Armisen, who did Deborah Bot 5000, and Beck Bennett, who did Eric. I like it. So those were the I two like that I, I threw in. I like it. Um, but oh my gosh, everyone did so good. The favorite I gotta say is Danny McBride. Um, he was incredible as the father in this movie. Amazing from his emotional uh, lines that he had to deliver to his comedy bits they needed to land. Everything was pitch perfect, and I loved every minute of his performance. Same here. Like, so, so few things to nitpick about the performance here. Um, It was damn near flawless for me. Like, personally, my favorite was Aaron. See, that's understandable. But, it was, but Danny McBride was a very, very close second. <laughs> and then I would probably give it to Linda, or Maya Rudolph, and then to Abby Jacobson. I didn't think Maya Rudolph could uh, do voice acting, but holy shit, she she killed it. She's there. done voice acting before, hasn't she? What else has she done? 
that's an excellent question. Well, maybe for <laughs> some maybe for some reason it's just not popping in my head. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's find out. Let's all find out together. Yeah, I'm pulling up her uh her IMDb. Okay, she she voiced the the hormone monstrous in Big Mouth. Uh, okay, yeah, I take back what I said. She is amazing in that show. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, she hasn't done a whole lot of other... Oh, she was in the Angry Birds movie 2, which I have not seen. Neither have I. Do I have it? Yes. Will I watch it? Who's to say? She's done... Yeah, she's done a few animated movies. Shit. I don't know that. And good to know. Yeah. Very good to know. But so talented. So oh, freaking yeah. talented. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of any. Oh, this is just like a quick little note. So Linda had this like com- or like this competition that she only she knew about with her neighbors, the posies. Oh yeah. Do you know who voiced them? No. It was Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. Re- really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was so funny. And I I have no like real reason why I thought that was so funny, but it was <laughs> like so her neighbors, so it's Haley and Jim in the in the movie. Haley is kind of like this Instagram uh influencer and she's like an inf- like she does um like mom based content hmm. and uh her husband Jim is just kind of like the supportive husband that kind of just goes along with it <laughs> which is pretty much exactly what Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are <laughs> <laughs> but i thought it was so funny the way that they like Linda was talking about wanting to be like the posies and like look how perfect they are and and everything and it kind of turns out that they they ended up getting captured and and it was just it was just so fun like watching them interact and like compete too cuz so like when the invasion started happening and then the the posies were like all right like let's execute this alpha move blah 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 and then they like go and escape the robots no issues and then the the or linda was the one like all right let's let's do this let's do this and like execute this and then they started doing like crazy shit and just like just got in a world of trouble it's just something you need to watch because I'm, I'm not doing the scene justice but it's so much freaking fun dude it's <laughs> I had an absolute blast with this movie. <laughs> but anyway. Um they had some like really good talent on this. They did. Like they had Eric Andre. They had Jeez, Conan O'Brien. Who did Conan voice? Conan was a Glaxon 5000, whatever the hell that was. Uh, I'm assuming that was probably one of the um, 
shit, what was it? Uh, kitchen appliances. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, and then they actually had a a dog voice Monchi. Oh my god! Doug the pug. (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) That's so cool. But yeah, so I don't have much else to say other than like I'm trying to think of who's. I think for me, what brought my score down even the slightest bit was the extras. And I always count the extras in this. Um, I think some of the extras at times were a little on the dry side. But other than that, I think everyone did an amazing job. No, I absolutely agree. Yeah, so... Our acting score was 91. Then, moving on over to character development, we ended up giving this one an 89. That's not bad. Yeah. I I don't know about you, but the, the character development was, like I said, a highlight of this movie. Oh, it absolutely is. Like, honestly, this is the strongest uh, character development in an animated film I've seen in a good long while. Absolutely. Um, they This movie does really good at not making any one Mitchell the sole focus. Like, I, you can definitely make the arg- argument that Katie is the, the main character, and... I think you you would be right, but they are so good at focusing on everyone else too and their story. I think the only one that they that they don't get too much of a story on is Aaron. I agree. I mean, honestly, if I had to pick like a uh, kind of like uh, like a story they kind of or like character arcs that they really wanted to focus on, it was definitely the dad, uh, Katie and uh, Rick. It's definitely the dad and daughter that they wanted to focus on relationship wise. The mom and son, not they're not necessarily pushed to the side, but their relationship is definitely not the relationship they want us to focus on. Well, their relationship doesn't really have any issues to be resolved. That is true. That is a good point. Um, I think it was like you said, Katie and Rick were the were the main focus development wise. Followed by Linda and her insecurities as not being a perfect ideal family. That is that is very true. And then I would put Aaron just kind of like down even a little bit further. Like he his was more of like the C level development. Where Considering just, that literally, had a, what, what I feel his much? only development is that. He likes dinosaurs. He wants more friends that actually like dinosaurs because his sister is moving away and she's the only one that gets him. But then when he tries to actually, you know, go out, it just blows up into his face and it's just like, hey, I can't do this. I'm sorry. I'm going to go hide over here now. Yeah. So I think it, it I think it worked out. I think it worked out for this movie. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely. The way that they they share the focus but not any one has like sole focus yes i agree so um but at the beginning like cuz i this one was tough to do it's just on any one particular character so i kind of did this on on Katie and Rick i did as well i was going to include linda 
but Linda just kind of had a, a, a more basic um, development. Like hers was, oh, I'm not this picture perfect, or we're not this picture perfect family like our neighbors, the Posies, and blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, we'll never be this, we'll never be that. And then it, she realizes, oh, like, we don't have to be that. We can be whoever we are. And, like, just a basic uh, story. Yeah. But with between Katie and Rick, I feel there was a lot of really solid development. No, I absolutely agree. Um, I think like at the beginning rick is like a nature guy that just doesn't quite understand his daughter's interests and wants to make sure that she's taken care of and can make a living doing something and like when with whatever she pursues in the future and katie has a heart is more just has an excitement level about getting away. She, almost like she's too excited. She's just like, oh, I can finally get away from these people that don't understand me as well as these people in California do. Yeah. At this film school and whatever. And throughout the movie, they begin to relate to each other a bit more, connect, and... Rick begins to... I think Rick is the only one that, like, maybe his development was pushed a little hard in the last 15 minutes. That's fair. But... I can, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, but Katie's was, was stretched out over a longer period of time. She was able to see, oh, what Rick gave up so she could live the life that she lived and have the things that she had. And understood why certain things meant so much to him. Like mm -hmm. the living out in the, the woods. Like he had that. He had that dream. It was like a tangible thing that he had. But he gave it up so he could go live a, a normal family life. Or quote unquote a normal family life. Yeah. And provide for his his family a bit, a bit better. And I think seeing that really pushed her towards trying to connect with with Rick a bit more. Yeah, no, I can definitely agree with that. And things kind of got... And I think Rick kind of pushed back a little bit harder when he oversaw... Or when he saw that footage of saying, oh, I only believed in him so we can get out and actually go do this thing. And I think that kind of like made Rick start to push away until he got captured and ran into, um, what was his name, Mark, and was, that was the... watching like the dog cop thing. And yeah. honestly, <laughs> this is total side note. The little prisons, it was like a little octagon, but it was like it had a chair and you could access the internet on it. And I'm like, that doesn't seem too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if this is the prison of the future, I'm okay with this. Yeah, I'm like, well, I mean, if they had, like, food and drink, too, like, that'd be ideal. But, yeah. I mean, with Wi-Fi, so you can watch whatever the hell you want, like, that's not super bad. Yeah, I'm like, down. 
<laughs> I feel like I'd be like super easy to imprison. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah, like it wouldn't take a lot to keep me happy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, total side note. And like I think Rick seeing what Katie's movies do for people and hearing like firsthand like oh my gosh like I love her movies like they bring a smile to my face when I'm having a bad day that kind of gave him the insight that he needed to think of that as a viable option like living off of that yeah knowing that oh even if it doesn't work out she's going to be doing something that she loves and um and she'll be bringing joy to these people that need it mm-hmm. and i think him seeing that oh i can be a part of this or i can keep pushing her away like i have been and i think that really stuck out for for him and that's just something as as a dad that i i really connected with cuz i want that I want my my kids to find that thing that they love to do and find a way to make money doing it. Yeah, no. And if they aren't able to, like, I want to push them towards doing... I want want to push them towards finding a way to make money, but I'm not going to push them towards a lifestyle that they're going to be, like, completely unhappy with. Yeah, and I think I like that. That's kind of what he was doing. Like, he didn't see the the money making potential that mm-hmm. she did. Yes, e- even if that, I don't even think that was her sole focus. Like, I think she just wanted to make movies, and that's how she expresses herself. Yeah. So, really really appreciated that that message and that the that whole arc um so character development like i said we ended up giving that one in 89 hell yeah moving on over to effects and since this is an animated movie this is more animation uh we ended up giving this a 95 i can't remember what did you give this I gave it a hundred. <laughs> bitch. Yeah, you ended up giving it a ninety. I mean, don't get me wrong, I liked the animation. Um like the uh, just I don't know, like if I'm thinking of like other like animated films, like if we're thinking like like um let's say we're comparing it to like other Sony animated pictures. Um like, uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna like refer to like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. That's you know completely different. But like, let's say like Monster House. I definitely liked the animation more in that movie. But for this type, for the the direction that they were going with for the animation, it does still work. Um, but it was not my favorite. Wait, you prefer Monster House's animation over this? I do. What? What? That's wild. Okay, what okay, what about like Into the Spider-Verse versus Monster House? Do you pref- still prefer Monster House? 
No, it's into the Spider Verse. Dude, that's that's where I think we're we're differing a bit because I I felt this was more similar to Into the Spider Verse than any other uh, project that they've done. That's that's fair. Like they had the very like uh, comic booky feel to to everything. They had the little like voice pop up things that they had uh, in Spider Verse. They just had so many like different like similarities, and I just loved the animation in in Into the Spider Verse, like so freaking much. <laughs> so I think that's that's why I gave it a hundred because I gave Spider Verse a hundred, and I liked this the animation style just as much as I did Into the Spider Verse. That was understandable. I liked it slightly less than Into the Spider-Verse, because, yeah, Spider-Verse is definitely 100. So it's, like, slightly below, but it's still very good animation. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I I feel like I'm starting to, like, now that I've seen multiple movies that have been animated this way, I I, I think I'm starting to find... I'm finding a an animation style that I really love, and it is that 2D, 3D animation. Okay. It is the it's the animation style like uh Spider Verse, like this movie. Um I really like the animation style for um Captain Underpants. Yes. Didn't necessarily care for the movie, but I love that animation style. Uh the same with the Peanuts movie. Um there was another oh cl- uh Claws, that Netflix uh Christmas movie. Still have not watched that. So good. That's what I've heard. Um, but yeah, I really, really like that that style of animation. Um, where it's just like... Because the way that they explain it is they draw everything out in 2D. And then they go in and make it three-dimensional. Oh, okay. So it's more, it's more just like adding a, just a roundness to it. They, I don't think, I mean, I'd, 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 I'd have to double check, but I don't know if they do like a full 3D model, hmm. but f- the way that they just, they add the lines just to make everything look two dimensional. I love that. I, I, I don't know what it is about that. And it's the same thing with um stop motion. I have no idea why I don't like stop motion. See, it's. I think that's so funny because yet stop motion is my favorite type of animation. I, I I think it's so funny that we're the complete opposite. Like I love Pixar. Like I love their animation so much. But like when it comes to like movies like Coraline or uh, Paranorman or even like Tim Burton's Frankenweenie, I appreciate those movies when it comes to like the the art style a little more just because of the effort that goes into making those movies even like wallace and grummet chicken run just the stop motion just you know like moving it like just like the tiniest of inch and then taking a picture tiniest of inch taking a picture it's amazing and whoever works on stop motion animation y'all are the real mvps um but dude straight up (laughs) like that is the job of a saint i don't i don't think i have the patience for that Dude, could you imagine going into work 
working a full like you could probably work a 10 hour day and not even have five minutes of footage uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is some bullshit that would that would that would eat at my soul a little bit <laughs> can you imagine your boss is just like okay we need this guy walking down the street and i need it by the end of the day it's just like Buddy, you are like reaching for like the stars. You here. will get this by the end of the week if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. But yeah, I think our scores definitely reflect um, how much I liked it compared to you. Yes. Um, definitely. But I, I just think they did like an amazing job with this, with this animation, and it's it's. Honestly, there, I think there's a little bias in here, so I'm glad that you you went down a lot. So it just like all of our scores meet in the middle. So I'm glad <laughs> that we we did that. Yeah. Um, I so agree. like I said, effects is sitting at a 95. Uh, moving on over to music. So we we're sitting at an eight with this one. Not bad. Um, the soundtrack for this, I really enjoyed. <laughs> I did too. Um, cause who, ah, oh shit, what's the song that they're, uh, uh, they're, like, it's a big thing in, in their family? Ah, uh, good question. Let's see. Oh, isn't it the, my, he, my, ha? Yeah. My, uh... <laughs> yep. Damn, I'm trying to. F- Dude, I'm looking at the uh, the songs on this, and they have a track called "Linda Kicks Ass." <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 not seeing the um, what that song is called. Hmm. But yeah, I I. I think most people would 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 know the song based on what you just said, just by those three lines. Yeah, but such such a fun soundtrack, dude! Such a fun soundtrack. It really was. Um, I tried. I think I I was trying to like the soundtrack a bit more, just because I I I love this movie, so I had to be a little a. I had to hit myself with some truth bombs a little bit, um, <laughs> so I went I went down to an eight from my nine, which wouldn't which didn't change our score at all. Yeah, like it still would have ended up being an eight because I round down. I'll give this the uh, end credit song on my way. I forget who sings it. That was a very good single. I really like that one. It was. I like I think all of the music it did it it did what music is meant to do. It enhances the movie. And I think yes. that's what it did with this. Like almost flawlessly. It enhanced the movie. And I think if you can say that that's what you set out to do and then that's what you did. And yeah. but I also don't think it was super memorable. <laughs> No, that's fair. Like I think the that end credit song and the uh, whatever the name of that other song is, um, 
Sorry, I'm not going to start singing it again. No, you're good. <laughs> whatever. So yeah, whatever <laughs> those two songs were, those were like the highlights. But I feel like this movie could have done a bit more. But I think by doing that bit more would have maybe distracted from the movie a bit. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. So I think I, I think they made a good call doing what they did. So, yeah. So we were unanimous. We agreed that it was both an eight. Uh, moving on over to costumes. Uh, we also agreed that this one was an eight. Rick's jacket was fire. <laughs> <laughs> His, like, yellow Carhartt jacket. Yeah. I was pretty bitchin'. Yeah. This, I think they did a really good job at, like, designing characters that looked iconic. Oh, yeah. No, I can definitely agree with that. Um... I forget who says it, but one thing that I think it was uh, someone in Star Wars, I want to say, but they said that something important when it comes to designing a character is you want to be able to recognize them from their silhouette. And I feel like you could do that with these characters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That is so interesting. That's a very interesting thought right there. Yeah, like, I think that's just, like, a really, really fun concept to play around with. Because it's, like, who who's more memorable? Like, yeah. are you who are you going to be able to recognize quicker? Like, are you going to be Captain America or just some rando? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, even Batman. Superman in some instances, Wonder Woman, like they all have very recognizable silhouettes. Yep. And I think with with these characters that they also have very familiar silhouettes. No, I absolutely agree. And just the the outfits that they put them in really spoke to who their characters were. And it just, it worked out. Like, it, like, I, I loved it. Like, Katie's character was, like, a, what you would imagine a filmmaker to look like. It's so true, though. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, and then, uh, okay, let's, like, let, if going through the list, yeah, that's how... Katie looks. Um, Rick, he's like an outdoorsy kind of guy, and he like it shows. He's wearing like a flannel shirt underneath like a Carhartt jacket. Yep. Linda is wearing a like a mom clothes. She's wearing jeans, uh, of like a bright pink shirt. She has like a like a jacket wrapped around her waist. Yeah, talk about early 2000s. <laughs> or is that late 90s? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, like kind of stuck in the 90s. <laughs> a little bit. And then Aaron, he's just a, a kid obsessed with dinosaurs. So he's wearing just a basic dinosaur t-shirt. 
Yep. And uh, I don't know. Like, I just think they did a really solid job. Like, if this no, were like did. live action, I don't think the costume. I think I'd probably be down to a seven. But for an animated film, like, so good. It really was. <laughs> yeah, like, ugh, so good. I think they designed everyone like really well. Agreed. So. Yeah, like I said, costumes are sitting at an 8. And finally, we got personal scores. So I think this is going to be different. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Do you want me to go first? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, overall, uh, I think I probably enjoyed this more than I thought I was going to. Um but it was a really fun animated film. Uh, the family concept was explored very well. Uh, the way the relationships were uh, established, showcase were great. Uh, voice cast was great. Um, I didn't love the animation as much as Caleb did. <laughs> um, but <laughs> overall, I still really enjoyed it. Um, but I think Caleb might kill me for my score. I'm going to give it an 85. Breaking my heart, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, but I, I totally get it. I think that I I connected to this movie a little bit more. And so, like, I think everything, yeah. like, kind of stuck to me. You know, awesome. I love it when an an or any film can do that. So I'm really happy to hear an animated film was able to do that to you. Yeah, and I I feel with animated movies it does that doesn't happen too often for me. Um like I I feel like I I connect more with live action and so being able to connect like this with a an animated film like I I I like it. It kind of yeah. makes me embrace my inner child a little bit, which I like. It's always good. Yeah. But Yes, I think so. I I'm personally I'm sitting at a ninety three. Okay. Um, Very nice. Like a, a fairly high. Like I know, but it was in top with when. Okay, if I were to start like listing off top animated movies that I enjoyed, this would probably be. I'd say top ten at least. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, I think that I could, maybe on any given day, it could be in my top five. Just, like I said, depending on the day. But I, <laughs> I really like this this movie. I really like the, the message that it had, the, the, fi- the family dynamic. I am a sucker for. <laughs> and especially now that I've had... A child, the the daddy daughter relationship, is so important to me. And since that was the sole focus, or that was a a a main focal point of this movie, I think that it really hit home for me. No, that's, so I think any time we have that. a movie that's like daddy daughter related, I'm going to have like some strong feelings about it. <laughs> Whenever we talk about a movie that has has somebody that is aggressively single, that will definitely be my go-to. 
<laughs> oh shit! A but... movie that focuses on someone that's gonna die alone. That's my cup of tea. There we go, <laughs> dude. <laughs> no, I'll freaking mail oh, order you a bride I'm before kidding, you die I'm alone. Kidding. I'm sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> but I, I had so much fun with this movie, and it, I had so few issues with it, and like. It, it just hit all the right marks for me. Any areas that I was harsh, it was just it was me trying to be. Like I probably would have given this a perfect score if I was if I wasn't feeling like I wanted to be true to this podcast. I mean, honestly, your score isn't off of what the uh Rotten Tomato score is. What's the Rotten Tomato score? Um, sure, I know it's like pretty damn high. It is at holy shit! It's at a ninety-eight percent. Holy shit! All right. What's the audience score? Uh, the audience score is an eighty-nine. Huh. Not bad. Well, that actually works out because for our final all bros score for the mitchells versus the machines it has come to dude way to freaking be late on that draw well i thought you were saying um oh here's our combined scores for our two final grades and then oh, you were gonna say i'm so stupid i did forget to say that number, yeah didn't so I? suck it <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay i guess it works out both ways um, our personal score, our combined personal score, has come to an 89. Okay. Which <laughs> brings our final All Bros letter grade to... Dude, are you serious? Well, you know what? I thought you didn't deserve it that time. <laughs> so... <laughs> it came to a B plus, right. Sitting at an 89%. <laughs> decent i like it i'm sure caleb doesn't but (laughs) yeah like i'm a little bummed out it didn't get into the a minus but i understand like i i completely understand why it didn't um so b plus is not a bad home for this no it's not yeah so I I'm personally very happy with with it. Um but I think like any person I would I wish that it would be a little bit higher, but whatever. It it makes sorry, sense. Caleb. Does it though? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. So I actually have a new way of of listing where this sits now because I because we've done so many movies and there's like multiples of each grade other than like an f or d minus or whatever um i finally found a way that i can compare this to other movies (laughs) without just scrolling through so in comparison to all of our other b plus movies this is below Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Knives Out, Black Panther, 
Spider-Man Far From Home, and Ready or Not. Okay. And Ready or Not is beating the Mitchells by 0.4%. Damn. Yeah, so it is very, very tight margins. Um, so Ready or... It's, yeah, so it's... That's like the top top five above the Mitchells versus the Machines. The five below the Mitchells and the Machines are the Unicorn Store, How to Train Your Dragon 2, The Invisible Man, The Prom, and Raya and the Last Dragon. All right. Or Raya. Yeah, and then Raya is sitting I've at an 87. So is that an 87? Yeah, an 87.8. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah, I would I would list off all the other B-plus movies, but we would be here for like a day and a half. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. It gets me out of work. <laughs> so, if you guys... I hope you guys like this movie or this this way of uh rating the movies a bit more. So like let us know what your thoughts are. <laughs> if yeah. I should do top 5, top 10 or top 5 lower 10 whatever you guys think would <laughs> would make this section a little bit better. Yeah. Um I could do the the scores again. Like it so the Mitchells versus the Machines is sitting at an eighty nine. I could go like this way, where I say Rise of the Planet of the Apes is at an eighty nine point two five, and then go to Knives Out, which is at eighty nine point three one. Black Panther eighty nine point three four. Spider Man Far From Home eighty nine point three five. Like I could go that way, or I could just go like what it's above, what it's below, whatever you guys think. Please let us know. Yeah, please. Just DM us. But, yeah. So, I think it has a very good home. I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. It is definitely one of the higher... um, One of the higher uh, B-plus movies that we've done. Like, everything above this... Like, even compared to our highest B-plus movie, which is Rocket Man... It's like Rocket Man is point nine percent higher. Damn. So our top okay. B plus spot isn't even a full point above Rocket Man. Or isn't wow. even a full point above this movie. It's just wow. everything above eighty nine is just so tight in their margins. Like, no joke. It's like eighty nine point Two, 89.3, 89.3, 89.3. 89.3. Like, j- this is just the first decimal point. 84, 89.4, 89.7, 89.8, 89.8, 89.8, 89.8, 89.8, 88.9. Or 89.9. Holy shit. Was I saying 88 through all that? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so retarded. I'm at 89. Oh, okay. Just... Yeah, so it's all 89.3.3.3478 whatever. I'm stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. 
But anyway. You're turning into me. So tell me, so let us know how you think we should uh, scale these from now on. If if you think we should do more movies, if we should do less movies, I think we're going to stick with at least five. Yes. But yeah. So I think it it has a very good home. I agree. So Um, anyway. I would say that that is going to conclude this episode of the All Bros Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, you're not tired of our voices yet. Um, be sure to check out all of our other episodes. Uh, you can find us damn near everywhere. We're on Spotify, Google Play, uh, Stitcher. Um, we're not on iHeartRadio anymore, right? Or are we? No, we are. Oh, we are? Okay. Um, like I said, anywhere. You can really find us anywhere. <laughs> uh, if you would like to direct message us, um, if you would like to uh, answer our question of the week, um, give us a uh, kind of just give us a movie recommendation. Um, be sure to check out our social media. Um, we are on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Albros, and we are also on Instagram and Twitter. And those uh, tag, not taglines. Um, What's the word? Handles. Handles. Thank you. Those That's handles. A, it took are, me a second to think of that word too. <laughs> those handles are. Is it at the Albros or the Albros channel? No, just at the Albros. At the Albros. Thank you. Um, if you kind of going along with that, uh, another way to contact us is through email. Um, you can email us at the Albros channel at gmail dot com. Message us with any movies that you want us to review. If you want to join us, be sure to hit us up uh, on any of those platforms. Be glad to have you guys on. Um, we are also on YouTube. You can check out our YouTube channel. I believe it's is it the All Bros or the All Bros channel? That one I think is the All Bros channel. Okay, so. Check out the All Bros channel on YouTube where we upload every single episode of our podcast as well as some bonus episodes that we always lie and say will be coming soon, but they never do. Um, <laughs> uh, if you want to get some of our merch, be sure to check out our Tee Public store. Just search the All Bros and you should be able to find some good shit. Uh, Caleb uploads every single one of our uh, episode art. So you can get a t-shirt, a mug, a beanie, whatever you want. Some good-ass shit. Caleb's amazing at this stuff. So definitely recommend checking our store out. Uh, if you want to check out our website, it is tinyurl.com forward slash the Um If you guys want to get to know us a little more, there you go. That's one of the best ways to do it. And also, you can message us there as well. Um, I feel I'm really drawing this out longer than Caleb usually does, so I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> pretty sure I, I covered it all right I think you did <laughs> yeah okay I tried to pull up your cheat sheet but it wouldn't let me um, uh, anyway next week um, next week is actually going to be a really special episode because uh, for the first time in hell like over six months uh, we're actually going to be in the exact same room together again hells yeah so that's going to be freaking awesome uh, and we'll be reviewing uh, Zack Snyder's movie, uh, Army of Darkness, which is a Netflix original film, right? 
Is that what it's called? I thought is it Army of the, I thought it was Army of the Dead. Oh, I th- is it Army of Darkness or Army of the Dead? Let's find out. Army of Darkness sounds like badass. <laughs> well, you know, if my computer wanted to work. Oh, it is Army of the Dead. I'm sorry. No, you're Caleb good. was right. I apologize. That's a killer. That's a killer movie title, though. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, I'm thinking of. Uh, wow. Um. The. Uh. What was it? The Evil Dead spinoff with uh, Bruce Campbell as Ash Williams. Oh. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. So, my bad. <laughs> so. So we will be breaking down Army of the Dead. <laughs> Hell's yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, but until next week, uh, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. Nah, I'm Caleb. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye-bye. Deuces.